Hey folks, it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you, but when we are apart, I feel it too. And no matter what I do, I feel the pain when I'm without you. On this episode of That One Show, we will not be playing country music, nor will we be treating people right. We are discussing boy bands, where they come from, and why they will never go away, and how they rank in our hearts. This is That One Show, episode 14, Top 10 Boy Band Songs with your guest host, Dixie Combs. Hi, everyone. Sorry about that intro. I've just feeling a little bit inspired there. I'm sitting here with your main squeeze, Brian Combs, a normal host of the show. And for some deranged reason, he wanted to turn the reins over to me and I got to pick the topic, everything. Brian, how are you feeling about this episode? Uh, I feel about as good as I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I would apologize, but it's sorry, not sorry, as far as I'm concerned. Um, okay, so as you know, your normal host, Brian Combs, likes to throw a lot of history out about his topics. Uh, me, on the other hand, I do not like history. I usually don't care where things originated or the, the makings of that. However, to just really be true to this show and its origins, um, I just want to let you all know we are once again talking about boy bands today in the top 10 songs. And I know this list was pretty hard for you to put together, right, Brian? Yeah, normally, you know, when we do a top 10 episode, it is a subject that I'm well uh, knowledgeable of and passionate about. So, I have a hard time picking 10 songs because I usually start with like 25 or 30 that I feel would be worthy of inclusion on a list. Well, I had a very difficult time with this list, but for the opposite reason. I, I had a very difficult <laughs> job finding 10 songs, period, that I could even talk about uh, even briefly that, and uh, that I even would even care to halfway admit to liking you're kind of torn up about this list aren't you brian it was i mean i can tell like you're you're kind of fumbling a little bit here it's it's gonna be tough for you I, i'm hoping folks we can get through this i'm hoping brian well, Holmes isn't left speechless well here's the thing you know you and i have uh, recorded several episodes together and i'm usually in the driver's seat yes and i'm usually the, the more passionate of the two about the subject matter well, and this not is this, the, time. this is the direct opposite of that. <laughs> you're you're in the driver's seat. I'm just running, riding shotgun, 
And depending on how deep we get into this garbage, I may just bail out the side of the passenger door. <laughs> nope, no bailing out allowed. Okay, so to make you feel a little bit more at home uh, during this episode, I just want to drop a little knowledge on you. Um, did you know that the first boy band reported, actually recorded and is dubbed the first, was the Ink Spots in 1932. They were a barbershop quartet. And although barbershop quartets have been around since the 19th century, um, the term boy band didn't actually come into being until the 1990s. Well, here's the thing, and and, and you've you done the research on that. I have never heard of the ink spots. It was a simple Google search. But, it, but if, they, uh, if they are credited to... Uh, uh, with inventing the genre of boy bands, an ink spot is definitely uh, an appropriate name because they very much left a dark stain on the music industry. They ruin everything, right? Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've, they've ruined the garment that is music. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice, nice take there. All right, so let's talk a little bit about how we defined the makings of a boy band. Um, just kind of a little bit of research that I did too, and then my own experience and what I love about boy bands is usually there's harmonizing vocals involved. Uh, they're pre-written songs, which means they're not the original creativity of the, those singing the songs. And sometimes, well, most of the time, there's little to no instrumental ability amongst the guys that are in these bands. Uh, what else do you say are the makings? Well, I agree. Uh, you know, for the majority of their songs, they don't, they, they can't have songwriting credit. They have to, uh, not play an instrument at all, or just play one terribly, or just hold one in the video for a prop. Usually when, there's one yeah. guy that can yeah. strum a guitar or and, play a piano. And one thing I noticed when I was trying to find 10 songs, a lot of these boy bands have at least two members that are brothers or cousins or something. There's always yeah. at least two family members, and then with a few exceptions that we'll get into. Uh, and uh, that's about all I know about boy bands. <laughs> well, and I mentioned the writers. So they have very little creative input into the actual making of the songs. Um, Brian and I, when we were putting together our list, kind of left out those bands, like, for instance, uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, immediately, I mean, it's comprised of all males. But then when we got to looking at the writers, the Wahlberg brothers, one or both of them had uh, co-written or written the songs that that were on their albums for the most part. Yeah. So, and, what, and you brought up a good point there, uh, and I'll be brief so we can get into the to the actual rankings. Usually, a boy band has one member in which, if you when you first look at the band members, you mistake for a female. Really? And <laughs> that's true. It's true that they have that in common with uh, '80s glam rock. And mm -hmm. I, I and you know when we were doing this. We determined that Hanson was not eligible because, A, they did write their own songs as bad as they may be, and they played their own instruments. But you thought they were females. I thought all of them were girls the first time <laughs> I saw them. And then a buddy of mine actually was was very attracted to one for the longest time because there was no internet when they came out. And then we figured out that they were uh, actually boys. And then uh, he had to deal with some feelings that he had never had to deal with before because that was the first time in his life Aww. that he was attracted to another member of the male sex <laughs> oh well they were awfully pretty but you know, umbot sure. would have been my number one with a bullet had they been mm -hmm. ineligible but sadly they are not they did write and play instruments so that kind of knocked them out of this one yes um okay so then the lyrics let's talk about the lyrics uh too before we get in here we said several times that they don't normally uh write their own lyrics uh there's usually a machine that writes these uh the swedish machine that writes the music um but 
for the lyrics, for me, they've got to be just as cheesy as we can possibly get them. You know, girls, love, admiration of the female physique, heartbreak. And then sometimes these guys even boast about their own physical physique during their songs. So what other kind of takes do you have on the lyrics of these songs? The only take I have on the lyrics is that uh, they are truly garbage <laughs> and I, and what's sad is it takes like seven or eight people in some cases to come up with the words of these songs it is absolutely ridiculous on every level i mean uh you did some research on how many writers do, were on I, some of these on songs. some of them yeah they have seven eight nine ten uh writers could you pronounce their names well a lot of them are swedish mm -hmm. but, uh and uh it's actually the same production company, producers, and songwriters that write most of the shit you hear on country music radio now, too, believe it or not. they, When the boy band craze in the in the mid-2000s waned, those people moved over to writing for the country music establishment. There's a lot same of exact writers. Yeah. And the same exact writers, yeah. the actual people, uh, went from writing for NSYNC and the 98 Degrees and the Backstreet Boys to uh, uh, Luke Bryan and... Uh, Morgan Wallen and all that garbage. Yeah. All the bro country. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then um, let's talk really quick about the audience. Who who are they trying to appeal to? In my opinion, um, they got me as a teenager, as a teenage girl. Um, as a mom, One Direction came along and Natalie really liked One Direction. So naturally, that's all I heard. And I really like, it's like osmosis. Like I really kind of started liking One Direction. And then two, uh, gay friends. Every every girl's got to have a gay friend, and that is a bonding moment is when you have this boy band music. Yeah, and let's talk about this for a minute because we're not going to mention any names here, but you had a friend in college that I never actually got to meet. And you had mentioned in passing that you would listen in heavy rotation to NSYNC, and it was his CD, and he loved it and could sing every word to it. No I, strings attached. I, saw us from Moorhead uh -huh. to Monticello I, every weekend. I, and I told you with 100% certainty that he was gay. I denied it. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. Not a darn thing. Love, love who you want to love. I don't give a damn. But now, years later, he finally came out, and I've never, ever let you forget that I called that without ever meeting him. <laughs> like, I have a terrible gaydar. All I knew is that I was just having a good time uh, hanging out, listening to boy bands with him. So that's as far as I thought about it. Uh, all right, so is that about it? What, you want to take a quick break and then get into the actual songs? Okay, so really quick, I don't want to dive in yet. I want to know why is it as a society that we love to hate on boy bands so much? Is it the catchy earworms? Is it just getting stuck in our head? How about the fact that we know every word to these songs without even trying? I mean, Brian, you know the words of some of these songs, and you've never sat down, Googled them, nothing. What, what is the magic piece there? Well, the magic piece of why we as a society hate them is, is we as a society anymore hate anything and everything, but we are, uh, you know, people that love music, you, just like what I mentioned a while ago when it comes to loving other people, I, I've, I've had to evolve my opinion on stuff over the years because I am such a music snob. Yes. But it's, it, I have slowly but surely accepted the fact that when it comes to music, people love what they love. It yes. may not be what I love, but they get enjoyment out of it. It's and, good to hear you say that, Brian. And, well, it's true. It's true. I mean, the snob in me still comes out. Yes. And the only caveat I add to this is you coo if you love boy bands. Now, if you love mainstream country music, I haven't got that. <laughs> I, I haven't got there you yet. You have not won him over because on Because here's yet. the thing. There's no alternative to 
boy bands. It is what it is. Like they're, it's all the same. You're not going to have like an artistic boy band that doesn't get played on the radio. Country music that's on the radio is manufactured by the same folks that manufacture the boy bands, but it keeps legitimately good country music off the radio. That is true. And that's why I can't forgive that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you want to take a break before we get into our yes. top 10? Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break then, 30 folks. second break. Yes. All right. Hang tight. All right, we are back, folks. So let's go ahead and finally, what you've all been waiting for, our top 10 picks for the best boy band song. So, Brian, what's your number 10? My number 10 is a song that was actually originally released by country artist John Michael Montgomery from Kentucky. And it is by a band called All For One. Now, a theme that you'll find in a lot of these boy bands is if they've got a number in their name of their band, <laughs> it's the actual number and not the number spelled out. So it's all the number four and then one, for whatever reason, is spelled out. It's just a mishmash of just, just nonsense. Most likely, <laughs> most likely the music. Keep that in mind when you look up this song. Yeah. But now, the crazy thing about this is that John Michael Montgomery had a number one country hit with it in 1993, and then their cover of it stayed number one for 11 straight weeks on the Billboard 100. Uh, Hot 100 back in 1994, and uh, a couple years ago, Billboard put put out a ranking of the 500 best songs of all time, and it was, for whatever reason, number 98 as the best song ever written in any genre. By All For One, yeah, and not I, John I, Yeah, I, yeah wow. I swear. Wow. And that's about all I know about that. <laughs> but uh, we'll go, you want me to go ahead and play it for the folks? Yeah, we'll come sure, back let them go. 10. They're probably dying to know. Yeah, so here is All For for one and I, all for one <laughs> I mean, you know that was my first uh Freudian slip uh instead of all for one i, I said awful one awful as, as one. in awful <laughs> as in terrible but here they are with their version of i swear from 1994 you'll only cry those happy tears and the All right, guys, we are back. I hope you like all for one with I swear. Uh, that may or may not be showing up in a list later on. It certainly won't be Brian's list. So there's your little uh, tidbit. Uh, Brian, do you want to know my number 10? Uh, yeah, let's see. And you're dying to know what it is. I'm at the edge of my seat. All righty. So this list was a little harder for me. So number 10, Backstreet Boys, Everybody, and also known as Backstreet's Back. I don't know. It has several titles. I had to look that up. But do you got? Are we gonna talk about that a little bit? What do you think about Backstreet Boys? Well, they uh, uh, 
they may or may not be on my list later on. But really, uh, this song, <laughs> this particular song, is not on my list. And all I know is uh, about the Backstreet Boys is two of them I think are from Kentucky, maybe three of them, and they were in the late nineties about one of the hottest things going. Mm-hmm. They sold out Rupp Arena in about four minutes, and uh, I was a teenager at the time. And me and one of my friends, who I won't name, uh, we debated all week at that concert of going down and just uh, hanging out in front of her up arena at the end of the night when all the teenage girls come out all horny. We thought we might get lucky with them. Yeah, you really had to take it there. Let me guess, John Thompson. Well, I'm not going to name names, but I will say (laughs) that you bring up John Thompson. He and I play uh, a, a game called Hurdle, which is basically name that tune each day. And he had... With if there is a pop song by a boy band, he gets it within one second. That's awesome. And I, and uh, me and him have been best friends since five years old, and that damn near you know severed our ties. He, was, <laughs> he gets them that quick. He, I, I thought I knew you, John. I thought I knew you. <laughs> so are we gonna are we gonna play everybody for well, everybody you wanna, or you, where you you need to talk a little bit about it? You haven't said anything about Why? it. Why you've already said it all? I don't do the history behind each song. I just like it for what it is. So sorry guys, you're not gonna get any history from me for each one of these songs. So I really like this song. It's nostalgic. It takes me back to I've told you all before about how I lived in a super conservative family and we did not listen to secular music at all. But my really good friend, April Jones, had a Backstreet Boys uh, CD, had the CD. And every time I go to her house or she had a, um, was it a Walkman? I don't know. Yeah. She had a little CD player, a little portable a discman. CD player. A discman. discman, that's it. And she used to play it and we'd listen to it during the school hours. So, um very nostalgic song for me. And every time it comes on the radio, I crank it up. All right. So do you want to play it or do you want to go on down the no, list No, no, we're going we're gonna to play each and every song we talk about it okay. as, long as, as long as we haven't already played it. Okay. All right. Here we go, folks. This is Backstreet Boys, Everybody. Okay, guys, we are back. I know you're dying to know the rest of our top 10 uh, boy band songs. So, Brian, take us away with number nine. So, my number nine is from one of the most well-known, not just boy bands of the 1990s and one of the most best-selling boy bands, but best-selling musical artists, period. And I'm speaking, of course, of Boys to Men. Boys to Men. As I said earlier, 
the number two is just uh, the Roman numeral two in, in their name. <laughs> and boys is spelled B-O-Y-Z. Got to keep it so gotta keep it fancy. They are from Philadelphia. And if I'm ranking the great things from Philadelphia, they fall right in behind the Eagles, the 76ers, of course, Rocky Balboa, Cheesesteaks, and the Liberty Bell. <laughs> and uh, this particular song actually was not written for one of their albums. It wasn't written by them for one thing. It was for a really horrible Eddie Murphy movie called uh, Boomerang. And uh, it spent 13 weeks at the top of the Billboard charts when it was released back in 1992. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, just glancing over at your list, we have this, list, this song at the exact same position at number nine, don't we? I'm sitting here just shaking with excitement. Uh, we actually agree on something. Same. We both, this is our, <laughs> not my number nine this and your number nine. This is my number nine also. History it's has been made. End have, of the road. And Brian, you left out the most important thing about this song. Yeah. And it is the ultimate breakup song. Uh -huh. Not that I ever had a boyfriend in high school, but had I had a boyfriend and had we broken up, this song would have been fantastic. It has all the feels. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school either. <laughs> or a girlfriend. Or a girlfriend for that matter. <laughs> but I can assure you, had I had one, that they most definitely would have broken up with me rather quickly. And I can assure you this wouldn't have been a song I would have went to to uh, console myself. Brian, do you want to break up just so we can go listen to this song? No, I didn't know. No? Okay. No. I'll just have to wait then. <laughs> okay. So play that song for us, Brian. Voice to men, end of the road, please. All right. How could you love me and leave me guys we are back and i know you have lots of anticipation waiting for our list to continue so brian number eight what is your number eight favorite boy band song so you mentioned uh earlier that our daughter natalie got into one direction which i guess is the last true uh you know massively popular boy band we haven't had one so. since then i don't think oh no bts BT people are so obsessed with BTS. I've never listened to their music. They are Korean pop. Yeah, so let me let me let me just go to the fact that they sell out arenas and stadiums here into the United States and they sing exclusively in Korean and I would venture to say 99% of the listening audience has no clue of what they are saying 
And that sums up everything you need to know about boy bands. <laughs> the, the lyrics do not matter. <laughs> they do not and matter. And <laughs> they have like three or four members that legit I thought were female when I first saw them. So I wonder, do the Swedish people write for BTS also? I, I've not, I, I don't know. Korean pop is like it's whole, a K-pop. whole other. Yeah, it's a totally different genre. Yeah. Like it's a whole obsession yeah. beyond boy bandism. But getting back to uh, uh, One Direction. This will be the only artist on my list that I have seen in concert. <laughs> and it will be the only artist on this list that I will ever see in concert. And I took Natalie to uh, Ford Field in uh, Detroit, Michigan there. Uh, I think back in 2014, 15, somewhere around there. And they it was sold out, 70,000 uh, screaming tweens and teenagers. And I still have hearing loss from that situation. They started screeching in unison a good hour and a half before the show even started. And I can still, you know, nine years later, still hear them screeching in my head. Natalie said she couldn't even hear the music. It's unbelievable. And I, I mean, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of concerts. I've never I've never experienced anything like that, ever. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. Okay, so uh, what, so what song did you pick? So I'm going to give a little bit of history about uh one direction here because it's they actually have an interesting origin story um i'm sure everybody listening is familiar with the show uh america's got talent and uh, american idol which is produced and hosted uh by simon cow well he also does a version called the x factor in his home country of united kingdom england and back in the day uh each member of one direction they had never met each other, but they all tried out as solo artists and uh, came before Simon to try to get on the show. And Simon being the genius he is of knowing what the American and the world listening public likes, uh, turned them all down, but immediately had them all go backstage and said, hey, I'm putting you on the show as a group. And the rest is history. And yep. they, they released their debut album called Midnight Memories the next year in 2013. The lead single off of it is called The Best Song Ever, and that is my number eight pick for uh, my favorite boy band song. All right. Well, play us a little bit of that if you don't care. All right. Here is One Direction with Best Song Ever. Was One Direction's best song ever, which I think is a fantastic title because it's like, 
well, what are you listening to? Uh, the best song ever. Uh, kind of like the origins of this show when we were like, what are we going to call this show? Uh, that one show. What do you listen to today on Sunday? Because it used to be a Sunday show. Oh, that one show with Brian Combs. So very good title. Very good take on that. And during the uh, the song, Brian, you mentioned that you left something very important out. Let's hear that. Yeah. Now, I want you all... Uh... You know, we just played it, but when the show was over, listen to it and then immediately listen to the song Baba O'Reilly by The yes. Who because it totally, totally rips it off. And that's probably the reason why I like it because it rips off a song <laughs> I, that I've really liked my entire life, which is Baba O'Reilly. It really does. Same tempo, same beat, everything. Uh, a lot of the same notes. So very good, Brian. So I'd forgotten all about that. It's your turn for your eighth favorite boy band song, right, Dixie? All right, yes. And this song right here, let me preface this by saying that it started an all-out screaming match between you and myself. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember how. I don't remember the points of the argument, but I know that you and I fought for like an hour over this song. Um, and this song is my number eight, and it's LFO Summer Girls. And I, I don't even know why I, I could just say, I was just talking about how I could sing every word to this song and like you were bashing it. And I, I don't know why we decided we wanted to fight for an hour over this. Do so, you remember? Yeah, I mean, it was a stupid fight. And let me, let me say that. You and I have, you know, been married for, uh, I guess next year will be year 19. Year 19 mm -hmm. And counting Dayton, probably 21, 22 years now. And we've only got in a handful of legitimate arguments. And, two, <laughs> and this, this, this was one. This was one of them. But the worst <laughs> argument we ever got in was over music, but not this song. We were on I-75. No, 64. 64. Yes. And... Uh, Heaven help us, baby's got her blue jeans on. Came on, and we got in an argument of who sang it. And you ended up being right. I yes. always just assumed it was Conway Tweedy because any like perverted, horrible country music song from the seventies and early eighties was usually Conway. I mean, dude had to be like the the, bit, the creepiest dude to ever sing. If I saw him coming, I would run away. And, and uh, you got so, and we were going to the movies, and you got so upset with me, you put me out on the side of I I sixty four, three miles from our destination, and. And it was summertime, and I always assumed you were coming back, but I end up trekking the three miles in 90-degree heat to the theater, and the movie was halfway over, and you were just sitting there with popcorn and a Diet Coke just enjoying your day, not giving one damn about me having to walk on the interstate. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's what you get. I'm not right very often, okay, Brian? So I don't like it when you get that attitude. <laughs> but for some reason, let's get back to the music here. Uh, so LFO... Summer Girls, it's just basically talking. It's just like uh, this group of guys that just talk about girls and summer. It's one of those songs you don't even try to know the words to, but you do. And I just like it. And Brian was already shaking his head because it's even made my list. So uh, any other thoughts about LFO I that are appropriate? I, I mean, I can't, I don't have any thoughts about this band. I mean... I have never willingly listened to this song in, in its entirety. They have another song. It's Every Other Time, which I didn't realize they sang it until I got to looking so up just to make sure or, that they are a boy band. Or do they just talk spoken word style? No, like they sing. They, no, that song they sing more. This right here, they're just basically commentating on their summer and how pretty the girls are. Yeah. So, okay, we'll play it for us. I know they're dying to hear it. All right. Yeah. I like it when the girls stop by in the summer. 
Do you remember? Do you remember? When we met that summer New kids on the block had a bunch of hits Chinese food makes me sick And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer For the summer I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch I take her if I have one wish She's been gone since that summer, since that summer. Hip-hop, marmalade, stick and span. Met you one summer and it all began. You're the best girl that I ever did see. The great Larry Bird, Jersey 33. When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Call me Willie Whistle cause I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes went and drove me crazy. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. Left one day and never came back. Stayed all summer then went back home. Macaulay Culkin wasn't home alone. Fell deep in love but now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. When I met you I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. All right, guys. Um, welcome back. This is that one show. We are talking about your top 10, well, our top 10 boy band songs. And I'm actually going to take over number seven because this song was actually discussed at Brian's number 10. And that is All For One, I Swear. I love this song. I loved it a little bit more than Brian. I put it at number seven. And I cannot hear this song without thinking about Ryan Reynolds not looking at all like Ryan Reynolds in the movie Just Friends. He has braces, he is a tad bit overweight, and he is singing the heck out of this song. And I cannot hear this song without picturing Ryan Reynolds uh, in that movie, in that opening scene. So anything else to add about my number seven, or you want to go ahead and go on into yours? Uh, no, I don't. I, I already <laughs> no talked about additional this additional thoughts? No. Okay. So my number seven... It's probably the most obscure band that we'll talk about today and also the biggest what if because huh. in their short career, they was only able to release two <laughs> songs. I, don't know I why just you, glanced over. I don't know why you're laughing. It's not funny. Oh, it's no. tragic. It is tragic. It's a tragic That's story. Right. I'm sorry. So there was a band uh, back in the early 2000s called DuJour, <laughs> and they released two songs. One of them was DuJour Around the World. And the one I'm going to be talking about here is my seventh favorite, which is called Backdoor Lover. And, Very uh, tragic. They were the, on track to be one of the biggest boy bands of all time. But uh, it came out that they actually, you know, the, the songs they were recording, the, the record company was hiding subliminal messages in there uh, for the teen girls listening to them, and that That's wasn't true. good. Mm -hmm. So they tried to stand up to their manager and uh, – that son of a bitch just jumped out of the airplane in a parachute on them and left them high and dry along with the pilot of the plane. Mm -hmm. And uh, these guys, you know, uh, they wasn't uh, they wasn't very intelligent, so they really obviously didn't know how to fly that plane. But somehow they managed to crash land it without dying. They did. Now the crazy thing is, is damn if they didn't land it right in the middle of Ozfest, <laughs> uh, a heavy metal festival, and the 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 fans there obviously were not fans of the Jour. So they seen them, and then they sit in the beating their asses. So they somehow survived that, too. So they survived a riot mm -hmm. and a plane crash in the same day, but their career was over, and we never heard from them again. That is true. Uh, 
Do you have anything to say about DeJore, one of the great what-ifs in music history? Um, I do, and if you weren't following along too closely, this is actually fiction. Uh, they were in the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. No. Yes. So, I'm sorry. I had to ruin it. I just wanted to be the one to break it to you guys. That sounds like an exciting, exciting story for a piece of music history. However, they are a fictional band in the movie Josie and the Pussycats, and their songs are total satire commentary on uh, boy bands, and they're actually kind of catchy. So, which song did you pick of theirs? Well, here's the thing. Are all boy bands fake and manufactured? They're definitely manufactured. They aren't based on fictional characters. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you said it yourself. They're, this song here that I'm going to be playing is my number seven, Backdoor Lover. If, uh, <laughs> if if I played it for you and you didn't know who it was, you'd automatically I thought, would think it was a real boy band. And, yes. And, it, and it's up there with the Instincts, the 98 Degrees, and the Backstreet Boys and all that other it stuff. It is. It starts off with the just, are you, you're not going to play the intro. Though, yeah, I'm going to play the intro for people. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll it, go through the intro on the chorus. It has the elements of a boy band, like the <laughs> just, just at the, the beginning. Just the random like noises and nonsense <laughs> yes. that uh, Mariah Carey perfected in her career. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And all that stuff. But now here is DeJour with my seven favorite boy band songs of all time <laughs> uh, and a subject near to, and dear to my heart Backdoor Lover. are still counting it down our top 10 favorite boy band songs and we are now at our number six what got the coveted number six spot on your list today brian my number six is a song uh by ian sink yeah from their second album that was released in 2000 called no strings attached and yes we do have this on vinyl in our collection we home. sure do it's glorious yeah it's something <laughs> <laughs> Now, this particular song was the lead single off of that album. It was released uh, about a month before the album itself. Obviously, it, as most of these songs that we're talking about today, it went to number one. And uh, this song has eight writers, none of which are a single member of NSYNC. Doesn't matter. And uh, the only thing else I got to say about this song is it actually received a Grammy nomination for Record of the Year, which is basically Best Song of the Year. And it lost to... 
you too with beautiful day. <laughs> that makes you happy. Oh, it? It, it, it makes me truly happy. <laughs> How mad would you have been had that been reversed? <laughs> well, I mean, the Grammys have, have a long history of just yeah, rewarding nonsense. I mean, Nora Jones beat out Bruce Springsteen for album of the year mm-hmm. when he released The Rising. And that's pretty much when I gave up all hope for the Grammys. I've, I, after that, I just say, well, no matter what they do from this point forward, it's it's invalid. <laughs> okay. Well, then, uh, let's do you, go. Do, do you have this song on your list at all? I do not have this song okay. because I tried to, like, just mix up my list a little bit. I can't have NSYNC all day long. I could take that whole album and that be my top ten. I don't even know how many songs are on there. Well, anyways, uh, it could have been a lot of my top 10 favorite songs, uh, (laughs) my boy bands, but no, that is not one of mine. Yeah. And and here's the thing, folks. I just played the George backdoor lover, which is a fake song. Hey, hey. And it has the exact same intro (laughs) as this song, which is somehow, I guess, a real song. Here is NSYNC with Bye Bye Bye. Let's hear it. bye-bye. If you have not heard this song, then you have not been breathing since the early 2000s. So um, let's go ahead and I'm going to tell you my number six, Brian. I know you are dying to know what it is. This one right here, of course, I almost forgot about it. Um, I had to look it up and of course, make sure it was a boy band. It screams boy band. This is a song by a band that actually won. Hang on just a second. I want to tell this wrong. Um, the first season of the reality television series, Making the Band, in the year 2000. So, boy bands were so awesome at that time that we actually had a reality show about making a band. So, this group is also very manufactured, and they had a lot of drama. That was also the days of the real world, um, what other kind of reality. I mean, we were in a reality show craze at the time. So this was the merging of those two things. So if you've never heard of them, O-Town has some great songs. And my favorite of their great songs is All or Nothing, which is also a breakup song. It's like on the verge of breaking up and you want that relationship to work. 
Brian, once again, I've never, like, as a teenager, I didn't have a boyfriend. I have never experienced that kind of breakup. But anyway, I would want this song. This is O-Town's All or Nothing. Brian, do you have any thoughts before we play it? I have no idea who O-Town is. I have no idea what this song is. I do know that I have visited O-Town on many occasions. Okay. Well, go ahead and play it. I know when he's been on your mind That distant look is in your eyes I thought with time you'd realize It's over, over It's not the way I choose to live And something somewhere's got to give As sharing this relationship gets older Someone who isn't even there I've had the rest of you Now I want the best of you I don't care if that's not fair Cause I want it all On nothing at all There's nowhere left to fall When you reach the bottom It's now or never All right, guys, during that last segment, uh, number six, top, top 10 boy bands, I forgot to tell you that we've got to take a quick break for our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Yep, and we'll get to our top five. Top five, this. baby. Okay, so we are back. We're about to dive into our top five. Brian, you're not desperate for topics at all on this show, right? I mean, what what made you, number one, want to let me host, and then, two, feel safe about me hosting and picking a topic that you would feel comfortable discussing? Well, all, you know, all joking aside, you've been on this show on several episodes, and they uh, are among the most listened to episodes that I've ever produced. Wow. And the listeners love you. <laughs> and they, As they should. <laughs> and they demanded that I let you just uh, take total control of an episode. And Something that's what I've done. Something tells me this is, that's all going to change after today. <laughs> uh, it's been a good episode so far. <laughs> You've had a lot of social media comebacks about this um, episode and the topic. So... Uh, let, well, let's go ahead and give the listeners what they want then. Uh, Brian, what is your number five uh, top ten boy band song? So it is uh, the one uh, Backstreet Boys song that I have included on my list. <laughs> it is from their album Millennium that came out in 1999, which was a play on, you know, we were switching from 99 to 2000, so we were going to begin a new millennium. And if you all were alive during this time, you know how as we approached New Year's Eve of 1999, people Y2K. were freaking out, thinking the world was ending. Now, this is at the height of the boy band craze, and I was actually hoping it would end so I wouldn't have to hear this shit any longer. And uh, But sadly, it did not. <laughs> I was one of the few people, I guess, disappointed when I woke up January 1st, 2000. Uh, this is I Want It That Way. 
Uh, it hit number one in 25 different countries, 25 of them. So, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know because I'd say at least half of those people were in all English-speaking countries and they had no idea what these gentlemen were going on about. But it did <laughs> not matter. Uh, and it, it was ranked as the 240th greatest song of all time by Rolling Stone in the year 2019. And uh, that should tell you all you need to know about Rolling Stone. Do you, have, uh, is, do you have anything that you want to add about this song? Well, let's just say that this song came out in 1999. Yep. Um, our daughter, who has never been forced to listen to this song, has never, has very barely heard it in the car with me while we're driving. She can sing every word to this song. So, and she loves it. Otherwise, she's just faking really well. But... That tells you about this song and its longevity to be able to be catchy. It gets in your head and you just know it without trying. Can I, can I say why I truly ended up picking this at number five? Why? Because one of the funniest scenes in television history was you use this song. And it was when they, on you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Andy Sandberg's character had a lineup of some people that were, uh, you know, suspects in a robbery. And they needed them to speak uh, for the witness to hear their voice to see if it matched up the person that robbed her. And they had them go and sing line by line this song until they actually started singing it together. Because the the perpetrator was singing this song yes. in the bathroom. Yes. So they had to listen to it. And so he gets so excited because they're singing every word of it. And yeah. then, if, yeah. If you all have never uh, watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's available for streaming, but just go ahead and go on YouTube and type in Brooklyn Nine-Nine Backstreet Boys. It's about a three-minute scene, and I promise you, it's great. it is hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, here are the Backstreet Boys with I Want It That Way, and I've never figured out exactly what which, that, way? which way they wanted it. <laughs> yeah. My fire, the one desirably When I say I want it that way But we are two worlds apart All right then, folks, we are back. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Brian's number five pick. My number five pick, we're going to keep it rolling with those popular boy bands, In Sync. This song is so confusing. It's well, Most songs that we've talked about today the, are. <laughs> the people that wrote this, I'm not sure they knew like the subject of the song. Um, this is God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. The lyrics are unclear whether he's singing to a girl or he's singing to his mom. 
or the video is even more confusing. Like, are you mourning your grandfather's death? It's so very confusing, but it is such a great song because little girls go wild, or I should say went wild over this song. So, Brian, go ahead and any thoughts before we play it? Well, I mean, I, I mourn every time I hear this song, but not for the, <laughs> not, not for the reasons you mentioned. <laughs> but I think this, too, was a little bit of that pandering, which also goes on in the country music scene now. That whole God... Uh, just blessings from above, all that stuff. It's that pandering to your conservative uh, Christian youth in this country. So I think that is also bleeding over into the country music world on that topic we were discussing earlier of these are the same writers for these two different genres. So Brian, will you go ahead and play us? God must have spent a little bit more time on you. Sure. This be true, tell me, can this be real? How can I put into words what I feel? My life was complete, I thought I was whole. Why do I feel like I'm losing control? I never thought that love could feel like this. Can you change my world? And guys, to keep from spoiling um, my list for you, um, my number four is actually Brian's number five, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. Am I correct? Yep. So uh, we, I think we really talked about that in depth, and I won't bore you with um, more discussion on that song. You've already heard it. So let's go ahead and transition into Brian's number four. Brian, what is it? Well, we've had a, a few bands on here that, well, all the bands we've had on here were manufactured, but some of them have actually been fake bands, and this is another fake band, I'm and one of the earliest boy bands, and I'm talking about the Monkees, who were created for television back at the height of Beatlemania in the 60s uh, for a uh, what you would, I guess, consider a sitcom. Mm -hmm. I've tried to watch some of it the other day in my research, and it is truly horrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I can't even begin to talk about how bad this show is. Um but uh, they actually did put out some songs uh, to tie in with that show and actually had some uh, hits, including this one, which reached number one on the Billboard charts back in the 1969. Way back. And stayed there uh, for four weeks. Uh, and it, the, the name of the album that this song is on is called The Birds, The Bees, and The Monkeys, which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> And the monkeys uh, are spelled M-O-N-K-E-E-S. E-E? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm talking about, of course, of Daydream Believer, which I, all joking aside, I gently like oh, this, this song. Oh, this is a good song. 
song, yes. I legitimately, it's the first song on here that I legitimately like. I mean, that I... That and, means to say that there's more on here that you legitimately like, my, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you said the first. Yeah. Not the only. There, there is uh, two more that I like <laughs> okay. that I haven't got to yet. Ooh. And uh, I'll talk about those briefly, but do you have anything to add about the monkeys? I love this song from the very, from the intro to the time it ends. It is a great song. I'm glad you picked this. I My mind wasn't even thinking beyond the actual creation of the boy band, like beyond those years beyond. So, yep. uh, very well, good. I mean, I don't, I didn't go as far back as the ink spots, <laughs> but I did go as far that back. That just goes to show you that even then, even back in 1932, they just looked at something random and named their band. Well, it's I, like, I, they should have been called the skid mark. <laughs> All right, moving on. So are you going to play us the monkeys? Yeah. Here are the monkeys with, uh, the first legitimate good song on this list, <laughs> Daydream Believer. Oh, I could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings. The six o'clock alarm would never ring. Put it rings and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven razor's cold and it stings. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a All right, guys, we are back and we are now in the part of our countdown. We call it the nitty gritty, or if you're fancy, the nitty luggritty. Um, Brian, number three, what is it? It's my second song from One Direction on this uh -oh. list. Um, it is uh, their debut single from their debut album, Up All Night, back in 2011. It had seven writers, none of which are in the band. Which is a common thing amongst these songs we have been discussing today. Uh, it is one of the most, the music video for this song is one of the most viewed in YouTube's history. As of this recording, it has been watched 1.5 billion times. That's because Harry Styles. That's all you need. Billion. Billion. 1.5 billion. That's insane to me. Uh, it's catchy as heck. I mean, it is, and it is, you know, I, the second song that I legitimately like on nice. my list. Uh, it is a perfect pop song. Yes. Those seven writers knew what they were doing. I guess the broken clock is right twice a day and a blind squirrel will get a nut every now and again. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to add about what makes you beautiful? Well, when we started the song, when we started the show, we were talking about the, uh, the lyrics and how they include certain elements. And this is, of course, commentating on the beauty, the inner beauty, the outer beauty of um, of a female. So it has just exact, and it's so catchy, and you know every word without even trying. So I think it is a quintessential pop song, uh, boy band song. Yep, and uh, 
I technically heard this in concert, but the you reality was is I couldn't hear what they were doing. All I heard was this screeching and going on. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like a like like a like an owl orgy or something. Oh no! Uh, here, <laughs> Just play the song. Here is One Direction with "What Makes You Beautiful." You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up. Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, Ryan's number, number three song, uh, What Makes You Beautiful, as much as we do. Uh, my number three is a, is a band that a lot of people do not know. I think that they maybe had one hit. And I remember this song coming on while I was in college, and it, it's just great. And I hear it occasionally on the radio uh, on Sirius XM, and I love it. I crank it up whenever it comes on. Uh, but it made number three just because I can sing every word to this song. It's super catchy. It's super cheesy. has all the perfect elements of a boy band song. Uh, the song is by Soul Decision. No, I do not have history. I didn't look up when they were created, how they were created. Don't really care about their backstory. Uh, but anyways, the song Faded is awesome. And are you Googling it right now? Yeah, I got to look. Really? I've never heard of this band, so I'm looking them up real quick. Well, it doesn't really matter. The song is great. It's called Faded. Tell us. Okay. Tell us what you see. Okay. Number one, soul decision is all one word for whatever reason. And the S is not capitalized, but the D is. <laughs> who, who knows? And uh, this is the only hit that they had. And they are actually from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, and that's about all I can find on them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That career section looks pretty big as you scroll. <laughs> well, they said that they went on tour as an opening act for Christina Aguilera in 2000. It says they toured along with Destiny's Child. And Ever they heard toured of them? in support of NSYNC on leg two of the known strings attached tour. Nice. And then sadly they broke up. Yes. Well, they gave us this song before they broke up. And it is called Faded by Soul Decision. When I get you all alone, I'm gonna move in nice clothes. Ain't nobody gonna interrupt my game. Oh, no, no. Ever since you've been hanging around, I've been trying to figure out what I can say to you to get some play. And you and I have hit it, can we get 
Okay, guys, I know you are dying to know what Brian's number two song is. Uh, so, Brian, take it away. You ain't done your number three yet. I did number three, the Soul Decision. Oh, my bad. Yeah, uh, come on, I, keep up, I, I keep up. I actually was just erased that from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> like it never happened. Okay, sorry, it happened. All right, so <laughs> my number two is from uh, the New Kids on the Block, NKOTB to their fans. Danny, Donnie, Joe, John, Jordan. Yeah, and uh, it is they they were in the late 80s the biggest thing going. I mean, uh, you couldn't go to any store if and they weren't selling the T-shirts and stuff. Lunch boxes. Lunch boxes. Uh, I mean, anything everything. and everything. If you could put the name on something, it was sold. Yep. And uh, I'm speaking, of course, of from their 1988 uh, album hanging tough you've got it parentheses the right stuff <laughs> so this song is it take is also a nostalgia song i was very very young when this band came out uh my sister audrey before she discovered grunge and uh hard rock she really liked the new kids on the block i think jordan audrey you'll have to correct me but i think jordan was her favorite he mm -hmm. was the prettiest and this were they the reason why we call these groups boy bands? Now? I think so. I think because it said the early nineties. Yeah, I and mean they, uh, the new kids on the block. You know, uh, they they walked at a very stiff pace, so In Sync and Backstreet Boys and all those could run. Mm -hmm. I really, if it hadn't been for new kids, I don't think we would have had In Sync, Ninety Eight Degrees, Backstreet Boys, any of the other bands that we talked decision. about. Today. And uh, <laughs> and so that for that they can never be forgiven. <laughs> that is that is a not that is uh not a forgivable sin no because that gives i know that i know that they most of them are catholic they ain't not they ain't enough hail mary's for them to get forgiven for that hogwash <laughs> oh my goodness well us teenage girls and young young girls in my case are very thankful for these guys so let me let me say something real quick here now back in the day you know we had to if we liked a song wait for it to be played on the radio, have a cassette in, a, in our little boombox there, and then hit record as quick as we could so we could listen to it again. And Back in the day. So my sister had a tape in which she recorded this and several other songs of the, that she liked of that day. And uh, I knew she was going to stay all night with my with my mamaw, and she, she was always kind of scared when she when she would stay there, but she'd always take that tape with her. So, <laughs> oh, no. so what I did is I took that tape and right in the middle of this song, cause I knew she would listen to this song before she went to bed that night. I put in a VHS copy of Friday, one of the Friday 13th movies. And when it goes, dub that in right in the middle of this song. And it freaked her out. <laughs> and that is one of the greatest That's pranks mean. I have ever played. Oh, <laughs> how dare you do new kids on the block that way? Let me tell you, that's the best remix that that song's ever seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, I, and I, and I honest to God wish that, uh, you know, he would have picked one of them up in a sleeping bag and put him over the top of a tree. Or took his machete and run through them or something of that nature. Oh, goodness. Well, I know everybody's dying to hear it, so why don't you play yeah, they're dying, uh, your right. number two song If for they us. ain't already committed suicide <laughs> and killed herself listening to the, the garbage that I've been putting forth this, this episode, then this might finish them off. Here is New Kids on the Block with You've Got It, The Right Stuff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> The right. 
countdown on my side of the list for the best boy bands uh boy band songs of all time rather uh my number two i know we've talked about this band uh, a couple of times already and it made one of your legitimate kind of like that song list um it's one direction and just a really quick story about this song up all night is actually off of their album and they had a tour of the up all night tour which is the one you all went to right yeah i, I, I guess I don't yeah know. so anyway um i worked i've worked at a school in a school system for several years now and there were two uh sisters we actually go to church with them they were at the high school uh 13 14 years old 15 around that age and Natalie and I were walking out. Natalie was about five at the time. And we were walking out the front door of the school. And they said, and Natalie was telling them about she was going to go see One Direction. And they said, oh, have you heard their new album? And she said, yeah. And they said, it's really hard, isn't it? And <laughs> so I'm still like listening to the songs on the album. Like, what is hard about this album? Like they're not hard rocking. In fact, it's actually more of a dancey album, if you ask me. But uh, I just thought that was hilarious because it wasn't the what makes you beautiful, like kind of soft poppy stuff. This is the quote unquote harder stuff. So I just thought that was adorable and wanted to share that with you guys. But uh, One Direction's Up All Night song is very dancey. It's very catchy, and it's a great song to run to, and I am super hyper if you have not figured that out. So the the better the beat, the more I get along with the song. So, uh, Brian, any thoughts about Up All Night? Uh, well, no, but I'll add this in all seriousness. Uh, I, One Direction has got more songs on our list than any other yes, band. Yes, so they are do. they the greatest boy band of all time? They could possibly be. There's some that argue that they are. Well, I will argue that the greatest boy band of all time is my no the band with my number one, which I'll announce here in a little bit. But anyway, <laughs> uh, have you got anything else to add before we play? No, just uh, let's hear it. Let's play Up All Night by One Direction. It feels like we've been living in fast forward Another moment passing by
Okay, guys, we are back. If you hear this uh, sound right here, that is me being so excited about this list that I can't help but to clap my hands when I'm talking to you. So I'm sorry about the noise interference there. But we are now made it to our number one song. Uh, Ryan, I feel that I'm a little bit more enthusiastic about this list than you have been, uh, but I appreciate you humoring me. And uh, so go ahead and tell us about your number one song. So my number one song was released back in 1969. Ooh. Now, in the late 60s, early 70s, uh, Motown had a group of writers that wrote songs for most of their act, and it was called The Corporation. And it was made up of Barry Gordy, Freddie Perrin, Alfonso Mazel, and Dickie Richards. Now, they originally wrote this song for the one and only Gladys Knight, but she passed on it, so they ended up giving it to this band, and it was the first song that this particular group ever put out and the average age of the members of this group when this song was recorded and released was 12 wow and this is the third legitimately good song on my list and uh don't take it from me but rolling stone ranked it as the 104th greatest song of all time two years ago when they ranked the 500 greatest songs of all time and uh i'm speaking of course of the jackson five michael marlin jackie jermaine and tito five brothers from gary indiana uh, this is their first song, and in my opinion, the best song they ever put out. But they do have other great songs like ABC and Rock and Robin and things of that nature. But I'm talking about I Want You Back. I love this song, Brian. This is a great choice and way to take it old school and to highlight that this actually was a boy band. It meets all of the criteria that yep. we that we established. Yep. And they're all adorable. And the song is he's kind of talking about how he thought a girl was ugly and stupid and didn't want anything to do with her. And now she's got somebody else and he's like, Hey, I, I want you oh, now. Baby, so to be chance. like eight years old and already be like dissing a girl and then wanting her attention again. It's like, really? So, you know, this was not written by the members of this because it is absurd, but it is such a good song. It's, it's, a, it's a legitimately all time great song. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that with no sense of irony or mischievousness. It legitimately is a great song. And I, in my opinion, the Jackson Five are the greatest boy band of all time. Well, and uh, most of these bands have had one member to go on to single stardom after they've broken mm -hmm. up. I mean, uh, Justin Timberlake with NSYNC, for example. Harry Styles. Harry Styles with One Direction. But no one was bigger than Michael Jackson. Yeah. And you can say at his height in the late 80s and early 90s with uh, Thriller and Bad and things of that nature. I don't know if there's ever been a bigger music star on the planet during those probably five or six years in which he was, mm -hmm. uh, ever. And he uh, got his start with this with this song when he was nine years old, mm -hmm. uh, singing uh, I Want You Back. And it is, in my opinion, the greatest song of any boy band of all time and one of the great songs in the history of music, period. Mm -hmm. And I'll go ahead and play it for the fine listeners. And then I'll come back and let you do your number one and take us home for the day. All right. Here are the Jackson 5 with I Want You Back.
right, guys. Thank you for enduring this list for us. If you are a music snob uh, like your host, you have been resilient and sticking with us here so far. Um, you heard Brian's number one, which was actually Jackson 5 did not make my list. Had they, that song would have been right there. It is a great song. And Brian, I appreciate you doing a little history on that for us. Yeah. You said you had something else you need to add. Lord, folks, who knows what it is, but he's laughing. So, so uh, quickly, because I've, I've already said my spiel about all my 10 of my songs. <laughs> and um, if you, as any, uh, you, you've watched the movie Airplane Dixie, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so there's a scene in that movie in which uh, the, the, the lead actress is telling a long story about how her and the lead actress character met and every time, and it always flashes back to what she's talking about and shows it. But when it comes back to the present, whoever she's telling the story to is killing themselves in some way. Yes. Somebody hangs themselves. Somebody literally go, just impels her. On they are not sword. enjoying her. Another federal lights herself on fire. So we don't have a camera, but if you all can imagine, that was pretty much me during the duration of this episode. Listen, guys, I'm not even telling you, if he were to ever set a camera up, you should have saw him like dramatically close the literal book on his list. Just like, and then he goes, well, that was that. So if you could just see him and the pain that he is in doing this. I, however, have had a ball doing this. And, I, and honestly, I've enjoyed this. <laughs> and I want to thank Dixie once again. She is far and away my favorite co-host. She'll be on again uh, in the future sometime. She's by far the people's champion like The Rock <laughs> when it comes to this podcast. they lo- The people love you. Oh, I just and do I, so much destruction, though. <laughs> uh, sometimes I have to give the people what they want. That's you. That is true. So thanks for thanks for coming up with this theme, producing it. Uh, leading us through our conversation today. It's been a blast well, in all seriousness. Well, thank you for, like I said, humoring me and for coming up with your very painful list. I know it hurts you. And of course, doing the technology part of it. You haven't turned me loose with that just yet. And I'm I okay love with that. technology. <laughs> okay. So uh, I know you all are dying to hear what uh, my number one song is. This, I mentioned this song earlier in my number five with God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. You all have no idea, and I am unashamed to tell you how much I love the band NSYNC. They are on my running playlist. I know when I would turn on music for my track team to work out to and stuff, I am not ashamed that I have listened, that I proudly listen to NSYNC. So... Number one, of course, it's going to be me. And folks, let me tell you, I am not lying when I say I can sing every morsel of this song. Give us I a do little bit of it. All, I can do all the different harmonies. Right. I can do all the different, like, Give stuff. us just a little bit of it. <laughs> Ten seconds, go. It's going to be me. Oh, yeah. And then, too, every, every April 30th, right? Because it has 30 days. Yep. Yes. Every April 30th, I post... The Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May meme because I just love this song. Of course, I also like Justin Timberlake, but I, I'm just so thankful that you all shared this episode with us. Uh, love it. Hate it. Once again, laid back country picker. I am so sorry that I didn't hold up to the the vow to play country music and treat people right. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Brian, this, is, this episode has been a topic that's as far away from the goal of this show 
that you can possibly get. Your goal with this show is to introduce folks to new music, and this is not that at all. So I appreciate you having me. But you know what? I hold out hope that I think you may have gotten a few new listeners on account of this topic. Nope. I don't know. Don't want them. <laughs> but just think of the educational piece that you can bring them over from uh, that. True. Yeah. So there you go. We are... We are going to bring them over. We have got you. We've hooked you. And now you keep listening and Brian Combs will then educate you and baptize you into the world of good music. So uh, I just want to say thanks again for having me, for letting me host. And guys, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and hear the song. It's going to be me. Thank you. Love you. show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter at that one show BC, on Instagram at that one show with Brian Combs, on Facebook at that one show podcast and on Patreon at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs.